0: Hey everybody it's Jeanette and Megan and today we're talking about Elisa Matsunaga. She is a very interesting lady.
1: Yeah I had actually never heard of her until you had told me about her and she seems quite fascinating.
0: Yeah, I actually saw this on Netflix, and I watched it. It's like a docu-series, and I knew that this was fascinating enough that I wanted to talk about it on today's episode of Crime Time.
1: Uh, Yeah, for you to watch a docu-series is pretty big, because you're not really a TV person. No. But first, before we talk about her... Let's talk about food of the week. Ding, 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 ding. ding, ding. ding. Uh, Jeanette, what is your food of the week?
0: I actually made something. Surprise, surprise.
1: Surprise.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like a lasagna without red sauce, so it's more like a pesto lasagna. Ooh. But... I couldn't find lasagna noodles. So I just got these weird squishy noodles and I used those instead and made casserole instead.
1: (laughs) Wonderful.
0: (laughs) And bitches. Oh my God. I was trying to find pesto and that was the hardest thing to do of my life. Okay. Because I found the refrigerated pesto and it was like eight bucks for. A cup and a half of it. What? I was like, yeah, I was like, fuck that. I'll make my own. So I went into the produce section to find basil. Basil doesn't exist anymore, okay? It's like gone from the face of the planet. Every store I've gone to, I could not find basil. I bet it's that TikTok pasta that's delicious. I don't know, but there's the basil shortage.
1: <laughs> um, Have you ever thought about getting the McGormick's packaged pesto and you add oil and I want to say butter but I might be
0: wrong (laughs) no where was this information when I needed it you never told me yeah sorry and then we looked in like the pasta sauce aisle and we found like jars of pesto but again they were very small and they were very expensive and I honestly thought you know I wanted fresher ingredients, so I wound up paying—I want to say—like fifteen dollars for two things of pesto, just so I could make this lasagna. Ugh.
1: Oh my god, the McCormick packets are like a dollar eighty-seven for the packet. And you can find them usually where they have all the other seasonings, where it'll have, um, like, the gravy mix and hollandaise sauce and shrimp scampi. Have you ever – do you know what I'm talking about? Do you eat – you don't eat the same food as me.
0: (laughs) That sounds familiar. I feel like there's a packet aisle where I shop.
1: Yeah, yeah, check that next time and you okay. will not be sorry.
0: Yeah, and if anyone knows what's happening with the basil situation, let me know cuz I'm curious of why there's no basil in California all of a sudden. Who took the basil? Where's Where it going? Yeah, did the basil truck, like, fall off the road and catch on fire? Did the boat with the basil in it sink? Like, where the fuck is the basil, bitches? I need it. She needs to know. All right, well, <laughs> what was your food of the week? Um,
1: <laughs> my food of the week was from a place in downtown Jack's called Spliff's Gastro Pub. I have eaten there before, and I've talked about their mac and cheese, but... I tried something different and it did not disappoint. Oh my gosh. It's my new favorite from there. It is called the goat boy. It's a sandwich with really good steak. Like it's super tender. It's really good. Oh, 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 but it's got steak, caramelized onions, sweet peppers, uh, melted provolone cheese and goat cheese.
0: Oh, I was gonna say, where does the goat part come in?
1: <laughs> the goat cheese, yeah, it's uh, it's really good. It's very interesting and very flavorful, and I I liked it a lot. Spliffs gastro pub in downtown Jacksonville.
0: It kind of just sounds like a Philly cheesesteak.
1: It might be with goats. I don't know. I don't. I feel don't Philly cheesesteaks have like strips of meat? Mm, I don't know. This has like chunks of meat, like Uh, steak tips almost.
0: Okay. Yeah. Then that sounds different. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's completely different. 100% not the same, not the same, separate.
0: Separate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for clearing that up. You're welcome. Spliffs is still a weird name. Yes, agreed. All right, Megan, are you ready for me to tell you about Aliza Matsunaga?
1: Yes, I am so ready. I can't wait to hear your story. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. Great. They're so excited.
0: Yeah, they are. (laughs) All right. So, like I said, the only really research I did was I watched this Netflix and it's called Once Upon a Crime, I think. And I took notes and they they give you the story all wicky wacky out order. But I didn't want to do that. So I put it in chronological order like Megan does because she's cool and I want to be more like her.
1: It's more organized, and my brain doesn't do good bouncing back and forth. I don't like movies like that. Well, you're in luck. Start to finish or finish to start. (laughs) Yeah, start to finish. (laughs) And here we go.
0: All right, Aliza, 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 She has never done any TV interviews until this docu-series. And the whole docu-series is being translated, but luckily they, like, say the words for you so you don't have to read them all. Because if I had to read all the words, I probably wouldn't have watched it. So if you don't like (laughs) reading translated movies, you're in luck because you don't have to.
1: Jeanette hated the reading rainbow. It was too much work. I liked the song in the beginning. Reading Rainbow. Fuck this shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that That's you. And then, like, the whole point of her doing this was... <laughs> so, her daughter will know her side of the story because you will... Well, fuck, I'll just tell you now. You know, she can't see her daughter at this point. So... This is how she's communicating with her daughter. Bum, 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 Yeah,
1: it's like she wants her daughter to know her side.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. I'm sure her daughter is curious, you know, like. Oh, yeah. I would be curious. <laughs> okay, well, um, what about her childhood?
1: Do you have anything on that?
0: Yeah, okay. So she was born in a very small town called chop suzuki mashavuki Plagaduki. that's the name you know. of the town
1: and uh where's this at is it in brazil it's,
0: it's in brazil yeah how'd you know mm. you've heard of that town sure have i knew it <laughs> right when i heard it <laughs> Okay, fact is, you guys, I don't know how to pronounce this town, so I just made that up. But it does begin with a C, and it is in Brazil. And it's a very small town, so you probably have never heard of it anyways. So anyways, she described her childhood as a very modest upbringing. And sadly enough, her father wound up leaving the family when she was about age three, no, Papa. Um, she also liked to hunt and slaughter her kill, and she learned proper technique about how to dismember her animals that she killed. Which kind of reminded me of a story that we discussed not too long ago. Megan, do you know what the name of the story is? Night of Murder. Catherine Knight.
1: Yeah. yo. Yeah, maybe it should just, maybe it should be a warning to stay away from women who slaughter animals. Because from my experience, you know, women really like animals and they don't want to kill them and take their skin off. But if they do, they do. If they do, you
0: should, you should run. <laughs>
1: we've done
0: done like three of these stories so far and two of them like to slaughter animals so yeah (laughs) there is
1: a recurring trend here
0: yeah fyi you guys Anywho, she wound up, her mom remarried, you know, and so she wound up getting a new stepfather and she didn't really like him because he was very controlling and he just did really weird things. Like he wouldn't let them lock the bathroom door. He like turned the handle or something on the doorknob so they couldn't lock the door.
1: That's kind of gross.
0: Yeah, she felt really, really uncomfortable around him and she often... Caught him, like, spying on her. Fucking creep. It kind of, like, really, really got crazy when she turned 15 because she said she was taking a shower. And through her window, she could just tell, like, someone was looking at her. And I guess she wound up catching her stepfather looking at her. And when she tried to get out of the shower and run to her room, he caught up with her and she didn't say that she was raped by him, but I think it's cause she couldn't say it, but I'm pretty sure that's probably what happened to her. Something very bad happened to her.
1: Yeah. With her stepfather.
0: Oh my God. Is that thunder?
1: Yes. Um, I've actually been very grateful because It's been sunny for a couple days, so now that it's about to storm again, it's okay. It's okay. We had a break.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I kinda like the thunder in the background of the story.
1: It makes it more of like a murder. A murder show.
0: Crime time.
1: Crime time! Thunder thunder. Thunder down under but um yeah her stepfather sounds like a mega creep and anybody who would be peeping on like that's obviously why she wasn't allowed to lock the bathroom door Mm -hmm. and anybody who'd be peeping on their child or stepchild is a fucking pervert yeah for sure
0: Well, when this happened to her, she immediately just ran away. She got her clothes on. I don't even know. I think she said she packed a knife because she was so scared. And she just started running, like literally just running away. Um, She actually went and just stayed in random places for over a month they didn't her family didn't find her until 45 days later and when they did find her I mean obviously she did not want to go back home so she wound up moving in with her aunt
1: yeah I don't blame her
0: then you know t- some time passed and there I couldn't really like I feel like there's a huge gap between the time she was 15 and the time she became a nurse but Anywho, she must have went to nursing school because she became a nurse.
1: Maybe she had a relatively normal life growing up with her her grandma. Her
0: aunt, yeah. Or her
1: aunt. Yeah, maybe maybe things were just normal with her aunt.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, another thing that she was doing is she started working as an escort. And... I don't know. I feel like nurses in America get paid a lot of money, like, and you're busy. <laughs> like, I don't know yeah. how it is in Brazil, but she felt she needed to work as an escort also. And she was really pretty, like blonde, beautiful, nice figure.
1: Probably ballin' if she was an escort and a nurse.
0: Yeah. And she's probably really tired. Yeah. It's so tired. I'd be tired. <laughs> so when she would uh, be an escort, she would meet with, like, really high-end clients, and she was also going to law school. Like, this seems like a lot for one girl to be doing. Nursing, escorting, law school, like. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. When does she have time to sleep? I don't gotta... That sounds like every
1: second of her day is taken up. Because she would also have her homework and stuff.
0: Yeah. Anywho. Moving on. While she was escorting, she met a man named Marcus Matsunaga.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: And his screen name, on the escort service was whore rider that's
1: fucking gross whore rider
0: is just the grossest name and oh my god so i've seen pictures of this dude he is a very basic i would never suspect just looking at him that he's a whore rider Okay, he looks like a very basic, nerdy, plain, average, below average looking guy. Like but anywho, that's his name, horror rider. Cool. Um, and he was known <laughs> to vividly rate each of the girls on this escort service. You know how like when you get Chinese food, you can like rate one to five. The pad thai was really good. Hate the noodles. The chicken was mushy. Well, that's what he would do with these girls. Oh, my God. He would rate them, give them reviews, rate them, and, like, vividly describe his experiences with them. What he wanted them to do. The things that they performed. Like, whether they pleased him or not. If he would use them again. What their boobs look like. What their VG looks like. Like, he would vividly rate these girls he was very into it it was his passion maybe he was trying to make them better (laughs) yeah like hey i'm gonna give you some honest feedback girlfriend (laughs) you need to work on your blow jobs (laughs) let me give you some constructive criticism
1: um i don't like your nipples (laughs)
0: Yeah, but you know, she can't do anything about that, Marcus. (laughs) Anyways. What else about the whore rider? He was not only riding whores and raiding them. He was also married with children. But he, behind his wife's back, used this escort service to see Aliza often because she was his very favorite I guess she gave or he gave her like five out of five stars
1: what a compliment
0: yeah that's very nice so after a while he asked that she only see him he wanted her to take down her escort service page not see any other men not date any other men and he would take care of her financially so She agreed. She took down her stuff. I think he gave her a really nice car. And then they started like dating exclusively. And when they were dating, they just traveled all over the world. People described the way he treated her as like a princess. Like she had the life of a princess. She had whatever she wanted money, cars, handbags, anything she wanted. It was hers because this dude was fucking loaded like he was a multimillionaire guy and he could afford all of these fancy luxuries and then eventually i guess he got divorced from his wife and married Eliza so Eliza became Eliza Matsunaga <laughs>
1: We lost power. Cool. And then it came back. But my computer is still trying to find our internet and connect. Oh, yeah, it's going to take a minute. It's taking (gasps) way longer than a minute. Okay, I just got – what should I do? Should I exit and then join this one again, or do we have to make a new one? No, I think you can join it again. Okay. Sorry, guys. It's Florida, and it's storming really bad.
0: Yeah, so – She had everything she wanted because this dude was loaded with a shit fuck ton of money. Like, he was a multi-millionaire, possibly even a billionaire at that point. And the two of them eventually got married. He divorced his, you know, wife he was cheating on with Aliza and married Aliza. She got a pretty good deal out of that
1: because... She got to stop being an escort, and one guy paid her all that money and gave her all that shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, I mean, when do you stop being a sugar baby and start being a wife? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but
1: red flag, red flag. He was married and Mm -hmm. he was on the escort site. I think that's a red flag.
0: Yeah, for sure. Ladies. Well, you know, sometimes ladies think, oh, he'll change for me and I'm special. And he would never do that to me. Yeah. Well, well, let's continue on with the story, shall we? Continue. All right. Well, after the two got married... They started hitting some rocky roads, and I'm not talking about the ice cream, you guys, although that is a very good ice cream.
1: No, it's not. You don't like rocky road? Hate it.
0: (sighs) But why? It's got everything you need and more.
1: No, that's why. You don't need all that shit in ice cream. Like, that's that's so much crap loaded into ice cream. I like strawberry, cookies and cream, mint chocolate chip, and occasionally, chocolate cherry passion by Publix. Ooh, chocolate cherry passion? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, it's good. (laughs)
0: I'm going to try to speed up so you can not get electrocuted. Once they got married, they were trying really hard to get pregnant and have a child. But they were having so much trouble. Like, she even did, like, IVF and everything. And it just wasn't happening for them. And it was really hard on their relationship. And um, she actually found out that Marcos was cheating on her surprise surprise yeah and she was ready to get divorced she's like you know what no this isn't gonna work i'm leaving you but she found out she was pregnant Aww. at the same time it's like
1: you want to be happy for her because she really wanted to be pregnant but damn yeah. dude
0: <laughs> Ugh, Yeah. So, you know, once she told Marcos that she was pregnant, he, like, got on his hands and knees, begged her for forgiveness, and she said, I will forgive you. Let's do this. Let's have our baby. And she said that she forgave him, but I have a suspicion that she probably did not trust him again. Yeah. um, They had a baby girl, and right after they had their baby, Aliza finished law school. Like... She finished law school. Even though she's married to a million billionaires, she's still, like, going to school, which I think is kind of cool. Like... Good for her. Good for her. Yeah. Very ambitious. But, you know, six months in, you know, after they had the baby, he was ignoring his family. He never wanted to be around her or the baby. He never wanted to do anything with them. He was always gone. Um, they fought a lot, they argued a lot, and they even started seeing, like, a therapist because of all of the arguments.
1: He sounds like a total dill hole. Yeah, kind of sounds like but a dill But maybe he's like, oh, I have all this money, so I could treat people however I want and do whatever I want.
0: One day, Elisa starts reaching out to families and friends Looking for her husband. She's like, oh, my God. We got in this big fight and, you know, he just packed his bags and left. And I haven't seen him since. Have you seen him? And everyone's like, OMG, no, I have not seen him. So we're like, everybody's like, where is he? You know, where could Marcos be? Could he be at, like, the strip clubs, escort places, yachts? Well, people started to worry about him because he was missing, and he was about to close on a $2 billion deal with his company. He was about to sell his company for $2 billion, and just so happens that same week, he's missing. Uh Uh-oh. So they thought maybe he was kidnapped and that someone was going to be looking for a ransom, but... Oddly enough, a ransom was never requested. Bum, bum,
1: bum! They're like, he's not, nobody, nobody wants him back. We're doing all the ladies a justice (laughs) by taking him. But who's going to
0: ride the horse, Megan?
1: But maybe, maybe he wasn't kidnapped.
0: Yeah, maybe he wasn't. Because, you know, uh-oh. Uh, uh-oh, you know, a couple days later, or I don't know if it's days or weeks. So
1: I didn't find any information on how long it was from the time he went missing to the time that police started finding his body parts. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think they go over that in the Netflix docu-series. But y'all, like, I can only take so many fucking notes, you know? I can't remember everything. Um, She's just a human being. Yeah, a subpar one at
1: best, so. Yeah, not a robot.
0: Yeah, I think it was like a, it couldn't have been more than a week. I had to guess. Okay, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, but. well, Can you imagine driving down the road and you just start, you just start finding like bags with different body parts, but would, okay, so it would either be horrifying and traumatic or it'd be like a puzzle. You know, like a scavenger hunt. Let's find more bags. Let's piece this body together. Let's make this anatomically correct. Puzzle time.
0: Fun for the whole family. (laughs) So, body parts, you know, they start showing up in bags along, you know, these roads in the outside of their city. You know, there's a town. And I want to say it said Croatia. Sure. Was the town. Fine. That sounds great. Okay. Good. We're yeah. using that. All right. <laughs> Croatia, you guys. So some of the bags have parts in them, and then they found one with some clothing. And. When they took out the clothing, they noticed that the clothes were very 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 expensive clothes, like unusually expensive clothes, like like clothes that a billionaire would wear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just the jeans, they said, would cost a whole month's salary of someone who is being paid minimum wage in that area. Like, holy shit. Right? Could you imagine spending your whole salary on a pair of pants? No, I can't imagine spending my whole salary on anything in my life ever. Right? So, you know, they found the designer pants and designer underwear and, you know, these fancy shirts. And they're like, what the heck? Like, this is... Person has money. And they also noticed that, you know, the body was cut up very well. Like, whoever did it had good knowledge of anatomy. Like, and they thought it was really weird that was like nearly no blood. Like, they thought this had to have been done by someone who knew what they were doing because they had drained the blood appropriately. Like, as if you would do if you're, like, slaughtering an animal. Hmm.
1: That's another thing. Being a slaughterhouse girl will get you caught. What are you talking about? Hmm. I don't know how to do stuff like that.
0: I don't even know which
1: parts of the chicken I'm supposed to cut off.
0: I can't even touch raw meat. Like, it makes me want to throw up. Anyways, if y'all wind up watching this Netflix series, please, oh my god, the fucking coroner is Mm -hmm. such a character. He needs his own TV show. He needs to be a cartoon. He needs to be a meme. And I want to trim his eyebrows. Like, dude has got the biggest, longest eyebrows I've ever seen. He's just so weird. He's so weird. I love him.
1: I can't wait to see him. I haven't watched this documentary yet. I am slacking, but I did my own research and I
0: didn't, I didn't find much. (laughs) Well, you need to get a load of the corner. Okay. So, you know, these body parts are popping up. They have fancy clothes. There's nicely cut body parts. Corner's got crazy eyebrows and everyone's, you know, suspicious, suspicious, they start to uh, suspect Eliza because the camera footage in her elevator in the building showed that her story wasn't adding up. Her story said that, you know, he packed his bags and left, but the cameras show that, you know, once his husband came up with the pizza the night before, mm-hmm. or that night he went missing, he never left but she left the next day with several bags of luggage you know because you know that's that's normal you know people have luggage what's in those bags what you got in those bags sorry you're gonna find out you just wait so the detectives found out that the couple was fighting a lot, and they also found out that Eliza had hired a private investigator. And guess what she found out, y'all? What did she find out? Eliza found out that her husband was cheating on her again. Oh my gosh, you don't say. I know, it's hard to believe, but he had been dating another escort. And he really liked this escort. Like, Uh-oh. he asked her to take her picture down, get off the escort website, because he wanted him to exclusively date her. Does this sound familiar? It does. Because that's exactly... That sounds like the bullshit Aliza was fed. Yeah, you're my favorite. Yeah so you know history repeats itself and what comes around goes around because um here we go again it's like a fucking merry-go-round filled with escorts and wives and babies and you know yuck we the private investigator gave her the videotapes of him right meeting this other woman and like hugging and kissing all over her so she had the videotapes so when her husband was missing She went to her in-laws and was like, you know, he left because I found this. And she showed her in-laws the freaking videos as proof so they would know. And they were, like, really mad at him. And they were like, oh, we did not raise him like this. And, you know, they felt bad for Aliza. Like, that's a pretty good cover up, you know. Yeah. Like, he went to go be with this girl. Mm -hmm. This is her. Yeah, and that's what they thought. They thought maybe he ran off and was hanging out with his mistress. Well, why didn't they just get a divorce? You know, like, she could have just divorced him. Well, let me tell you. Tell me. She did want a divorce. This is her story of what happened that night. When, you know, they finally figured her out. They put all the little pieces together, and she just, I guess, came clean. Where'd you go? All right, you guys. So... It's now two days later because Megan's (laughs) electricity went out. Way to go, Megan's electricity. It was Marcos. So. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I think, too. I think it was the soul of Marcos, and he is haunting our podcast because he doesn't want us to tell his story.
1: Yeah. So here we are two days later picking back up how to take a break because it was my birthday yesterday. So no work. (laughs) Happy birthday. Thank you. Okay. We're going to talk about how he died.
0: Yeah. So, okay. The police, they figured out it was Aliza, And she said that this is how it went down. She wanted a divorce because she told Marcos that she had hired an investigator and knew he was cheating on her. Uh. Frickin' again. Again. Big surprise. So, obviously, a fight erupted between the two. And he told her that he was going to, or actually, he told her she could leave. Said, bye, leave. But leave my daughter here. I guess Elisa was scared that he had enough money and power to take her daughter and put her in a psychiatric hospital because he had been talking to their therapist about some good psychiatric hospitals to put her in oh so he had already thought that she was nutso (laughs) yeah he kept always telling her you're crazy you're crazy nothing's happening i'm not cheating on you 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 know like you're crazy And he was telling the therapist, she's crazy. She keeps saying all these things. And I think she needs help, like mental help. So the therapist was like, okay, well, let's look into some places to put her in and get her help. Oh, my God. What she really needed was for her husband to stop cheating on her. Yeah. Yeah. Or just leave him, you know. What a douche canoe. (laughs) She said during the fight, she got really scared. And so she went and got her gun, you know, because she's a hunter. She has guns. They both Mm -hmm. did. And um, I guess he came after her and told her to shoot him because she's a coward and he didn't think that she would. He's like, go ahead, shoot me. I know you won't, you coward. And then she shot him. So (laughs) maybe he should have used different words. But, I, you know, okay, maybe she shouldn't have shot him. (laughs) (laughs) they <laughs> just leave the situation
1: i don't know though like okay if uh, if i knew my wife was really fucking piss and she caught me cheating on her and then she has a gun i wouldn't be like oh do it pussy like <laughs> she's oh, gonna yeah <laughs> she's gonna
0: she already decided <laughs> poking the bear don't poke the bear you guys Oh, you won't do it. Oh! (laughs) So now, you know, she shot her husband, and she had to figure out a way to get him out of the apartment. How is she going to get him down this apartment? Because it's a huge, tall building. Like, they're in the penthouse of this building.
1: So it's a long way to the dumpster.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is. So she decided the only way to get him out was to obviously cut him into smaller pieces. So she dismembered him and she used her slaughtering skills and she put all the pieces in bags and then put the bags in her luggage. And then so the camera shows her loading three bags of luggage into the elevator and going and leaving. And... (laughs) It's kind of creepy to know that in those bags was actually her husband.
1: Well, she wanted to take him with her.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They think that her, like, ER skills and her slaughtering skills obviously helped her commit this crime. Yeah, because didn't you say there is no blood Yeah, which they said there was, like, very, very little, like, strange. So weird. So, obviously, she had to go to court, and I think she wound up getting third-degree murder, which I don't really know the degrees, but isn't it, like, first is the worst, like, second is not so bad, and then third is, like, the least bad? Third is the one with the hairy, hairy chest, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I guess they didn't really charge her with, like, the maximum crime. Maybe it's because he was coming after her. I don't know. Maybe because she was scared. Yeah, but she not only
1: shot him, she then took the time to drain him, cut him up. And put him in plastic baggies. Like, I kind of feel like that should be a first-degree murder charge. Because you did more than just kill him. Like, you took him apart.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I guess one of the things they were trying to get her with was cruelty. But they decided that she wasn't cruel because he was already dead when she cut him up. So she didn't even get that on her. Like... They're like, oh, it's not cruel. He was already dead. (laughs) So, anywho, if you want to know, like, the actual charges and stuff, you're going to have to look it up. Because I don't remember what they all were. Wonderful. But, anyway, she only got 19 years and 11 months in prison. Which, that's a long time. But I feel like... When you murder someone, shouldn't you get like life in prison? Like, yes.
1: Um, I have written in my notes that, um, her sentence was reduced to 16 years once she provided her confession. So they're like, cool, we'll knock off three years. So, um, found that interesting piece of tidbit it. Information,
0: tiddle
1: it, tiddle it.
0: Um, she also said that she doesn't like jail. I mean, weird, obviously. Um, she says it's awful, and I guess they make the inmates manufacture clothes. So she works and makes clothes. Um, she said that sometimes she shares her cell with. One person and she said there's been times where she's had to share her cell with like 18 people and I'm like I don't know how big her cell is but that's a lot of people she said that what she did is like not even that big of a deal compared to what other people did like it pales in comparison to what other people in the prison have done
1: yeah like she shouldn't be there because she's like not as bad as these other people Yeah. Stop treating her like a criminal.
0: That's bad. Yeah. And this is the weirdest part that Megan and I have talked about. She has what's called a semi open sentence. And this means that she gets to leave the jail for one week five times a year. So, five times a year, she gets let out of jail and she gets to go do whatever the heck she wants for a week. Like, what?
1: What the fuck? Okay, you're a murderer. Doesn't matter which right. way you spin it. You killed your yeah. husband. Like you're exactly. a murderer. And now you get to be free. I don't think that's yeah. I don't think that's a good setup. I don't like that. I think that you should stay in jail.
0: I thought the same thing. I was like, what the heck? That's so dumb. But then when I heard someone explain it, I was like, oh, okay, that kind of makes more sense. And what they said was that, you know, when you send someone to prison for 20 years, when you finally let them out, so much has changed. So much has happened. They're not used to being free. And a lot of them have a hard time getting back into society and being useful and, or they wind up back in jail. So I guess the way brazil does it is since you're being let out ever so often you're seeing the changes and you feel like you're a part of society and when you are released you'll you'll be better acclimated
1: yeah it's not like such a shock
0: yeah so they said that they have more success releasing people because of their semi-open sentences
1: now, let me mention something that's not successful with Brazil and this uh, this semi-open sentence thing. Yeah, yeah. They also have a lot of fugitives because a lot of people, when they get released for that week, they book it and they run and they don't come back. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so like That is true. Here's my chance. I didn't even have to figure out how to escape jail. They just let me out. They just let me right out.
1: I have this money to go get a bus ticket and I'm gonna go rape someone. That's how I like see it in my head is what the fuck, dude?
0: Fugitives. Yeah. Fugitives everywhere yeah because when they let these people out, you guys, I'm not talking about they let them out with a little babysitter. No, they fucking let them out. they're they're not monitored at all like they don't have GPS on them. they don't have anyone following them or checking in on them.
1: You would think that they have some type of monitor on them like yeah, um, yeah. a person that would be watching them or maybe like an ankle bracelet or something something to track them.
0: Yeah, but I guess they don't do that. They're just uh they just release you into the wild and hope you come back. If not, I mean, I guess when they do find you, you aren't you're not going to be let out again. I don't know how it works, but <laughs> anyways, when she's released, she goes and hangs out with her aunt and she saw her grandma and like I said in the beginning, she is not allowed to see her daughter. Like I don't think she's allowed to see her daughter until her 20 years or 16 year, however left. Yeah. Yeah. And it's done. A,
1: I found that the daughter lives with the grandparents.
0: Yeah. Of his family. I think like,
1: Ooh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. I think it's the victim's family. The kid Ooh. lives with
1: God. Okay. So if I was, um, the husband's mother and I had, mm-hmm. and I'm watching, you know, this little girl because, the wife murdered her her, her uh dad. Son, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't let her come back. Like I would I wouldn't let Eliza come back to see her daughter. Like no. <laughs> right? If it was her side of the family, it's like, you know, you know, but for his side of the family to have the daughter and to have her make visits, that would be so hard. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I guess it'll be the daughter's decision, you know, when she gets older, if she wants to have her mom in her life or not. And I guess that was kind of like the point of the Netflix was to communicate with her daughter.
1: And give her her side of the story.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy story at the end of the day someone lost their life and that's not cool yeah no matter how he decided to live his lifestyle yeah just get divorced
1: don't murder yeah just get divorced y'all shit she probably would have gotten a lot of money out of it too um there was something that I wanted to add in that I found. Oh yeah, it's, yeah,
0: do it. It's
1: not like really about the story. I just thought it was interesting. It was it's also okay. about what Brazil allows in their jail systems. So okay. um in Brazil, when you're in prison, they do allow you to get married to the other inmates and if you're married, you can go into the couples pod, Ooh. which is like a cell with other married couples. And Eliza got herself a wife while she was in jail. She remarried. Um, the girl she married, I want to say, murdered both of her parents. So that was cool. Um, then... They got divorced because some other bad bitch came into the prison, and Mm Aliza's wife was like, I don't want you. I want this other girl. And once you break up in the prison, you are not invited back to the couple's pod for at least six months. Oh, no. And it's not even a real marriage. It's like this document that you have to sign in the jail that, like, says you're married, but you're not actually married.
0: Okay, I feel like these people get quote unquote married just so they can go in this other area. Couples of the jail. pod. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um I don't I don't get it. I don't get I don't it. Get it either. <laughs> you guys get to be let out and get married and be in a couple's pod. So actually yeah. what the moral of the story is, Jeanette, if yeah. we want to live a life of crime, we should uh-huh. just move to Brazil because we'd be fine. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be fine there. We'll be fine.
1: We'll All live right. in the couple's pod and then have a nice week-long vacation five times a year.
0: <gasps> oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds wonderful.
1: Yeah, that was my last thing I had written down. I just I couldn't not talk about it.
0: Yeah, that's fascinating.
1: So I I, I want to look at that girl, too. I want to look at the one that killed her parents.
0: Okay. All right. Well, you guys, you know, don't cheat on your spouse. And if, you know, you're not happy.
1: Definitely don't kill him.
0: Yeah. Don't kill him. Get a divorce. Get a divorce. That's it. Don't get a divorce. Just get a horse.
1: We're beating a dead horse. Just get a divorce. This is not the time for you to live a life of crime put down the knife to save your life put down the knife and get a new wife okay well um i think this wraps up this episode right
0: yeah we're done
1: sweet it only took us days to record
0: now ahaha, yeah, ha ha <laughs> ghost of marcos we did it we did do it tried to stop us with your thunderstorms and stealing our electricity and we did it. Yeah. Take that.
1: Won't you steal my power? Okay. Well, I love you. Bye. I love you. Bye.